Welcome to another episode of The Daily Reel, where we break down movie news and just have fun doing it. That's really what I want to do. I want to have a you know, chill time, be able to relax a little bit, talk some things that I really enjoy about movies. And a lot of times that's what's coming up. What are people talking about and all that kind of stuff. So today we're talking about Kathleen Kennedy. Kathleen Kennedy, the head of Lucasfilm, had some things to say both about the upcoming Ray movie and also some interesting little tidbits uh, about Indiana Jones in the future of Indiana Jones. So we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about a little bit of movement from uh, the Minecraft movie. We haven't heard anything in like a long time and all of a sudden we got a big casting decision. So interested in that. And then we got, we got the big news. We got, we got some big things going on with Spider-Verse. Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. It came out for some folks, all the people that are able to go and, you know, see things early and all that kind of stuff. So uh, we'll be talking about some of those uh, reactions. They, they started, they do that thing, right? Where it's, they can go onto Twitter and then give like three or four sentences about the movie, but they can't do a review, but it's basically a review, but it's on Twitter. And so we, we're going to take a look at a few of those ones. Oh yeah. And Charlize Theron, uh, said some stuff about, uh, the MCU and her role in future MCU projects. So we'll be taking a look at that as well, but let's start off with, the Spider-Verse. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I am so excited for this movie. Probably, I think I've said it a bunch of times, it's my most anticipated movie of the year. I love the first Spider-Verse and across the Spider-Verse, I'm expecting to be great. And thankfully, you know, things are, things are coming out that makes me pretty positive that it's going to be at least Good. So let's take a look at what some of these folks are saying. Uh, so this one comes to us from Variety and uh, just a bunch of different interactions. I'm going to refresh this. So maybe like it's always the Internet stuff with trying to get uh, some of the like the tweets to show up properly. It's always weird. Uh, so Sean O'Connell, um, uh, who is one of the guys behind, I think it's it's something real, something real blend, something like that. A podcast. Uh, I think Kevin McCarthy is also on that podcast. Uh, so a huge movie buff. He says, okay, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse lives, uh, one step above masterpiece above masterpiece. Okay. We're not talking about, it's almost a masterpiece above masterpiece. It's an actual work of art. Every frame deserves to be hung in a museum. What? That's so huge. <laughs> the jokes and nods to Spidey lore are perfect. It's outstanding. The best Spider-Man movie might be my favorite movie ever. Cherish it. Okay. Sometimes I will say, you know, we get, we get some things from people and it's a little over the top. I mean... That's a lot right there, Sean. I don't know if it's the best, the best Spider-Man movie. That's what he thinks. And he's saying it's maybe his favorite movie ever. Like maybe over the top, but I mean, come on. Like, how could you get better 
of you you have someone seeing the movie and that's what they come out with i don't know if that's just to get on like you know the commercials or whatever <laughs> like that there's always something about that of being on the commercial with like the line of best movie of the year you know from this person that person might be my favorite movie ever cherish it what a strong opinion about this movie so 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 positive all right that's a good way to start off all right let's look at what brian david says and uh he's a, a hollywood reporter uh writer he says spider-man across the spider-verse is yet another resounding win for the Lord Miller produced universe. Haley Seinfeld really comes into her own as Gwen Stacy and her scenes with uh, Shay Wiggum's uh, Captain Stacy are truly special. It's darker and sadder than I expected, but necessary. Ooh. All right. So now we're getting not just like, it's the best thing that ever come, but also it's, it's pretty dark. And I kind of assumed that from the trailer. Like there, there are some shots in that trailer that make me go like, someone's dying. Someone's dying. I think I know who's dying, but you know, I'm going to reserve my thoughts on that. I, I think I've shared it a little bit before, but like that sadder than I expected, darker and sadder. Interesting. We're getting a little bit of the tone of the movie. All right. Here's one of my, my more favorite ones to get the reaction from. Uh, so this is Tessa Smith, Mama's Geeky here on YouTube. Uh, she went and she saw it and says Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse raised the bar with its unique animation style and way of storytelling. Minds were blown when it was released and fans thought there was no way it could be topped. Think again. Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse raises its own bar, which seemed impossible. There are shocking twists, unexpected surprises, and a story that truly makes sense for the crazy multiverse world that we have all jumped headfirst into. The new spider people are all amazing across the Spider-Verse, never feels its length. That last part is huge for me because there's been this trend in movies lately where every movie has to be three hours long. And it's just, no, it didn't. <laughs> it really, really didn't. This is the one thing that horror movies get so right. You know, 90 minutes. 90 minutes that's all you need to tell a good story and then depending on like the scope and what's happening maybe you lengthen that like it's not like a two and a half movie is a bad thing as long as it works and it's not dragging in the middle which is usually what happens because there's usually a lot more filler so for her to say across the spider-verse never feels its length i think is even more important than you know someone saying it's it's their favorite movie ever and again that's really cool but not feeling its length, that's what I'm looking for. I want a movie that I'm just going to sit back and enjoy and be wrapped up in the story and forget about the rest of the world. That's what I go to the movie theater for. So that is a huge, huge positive uh, for me. And then the twists and the turns, sweet. Like the, I, I'm, I'm getting really excited for this movie. I'm already excited, but man, like some of the stuff coming out here seems super, super positive. Uh, Mike Ryan uh, from Uprox uh, says Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is not surprisingly terrific. It's a bigger story spread out over this movie and next, but it's still about Miles just wanting to be accepted for who he is. There are a lot of spider people in this movie. I laughed out loud like eight times. That's cool because when when you see that, 
It's it's about Miles just wanting to be accepted for who he is. I appreciate that because a lot of movies, when you start to get, you know, more and more characters, you lose like the main beat of the story, right? Because you're so focused on introducing that character and that character and have these interactions over here. And usually it means that the main characters split off from the, you know, some of the more supportive characters. And so I like that. It's just focused on miles. And like, that was the biggest thing for me from the trailer too, is that, uh, he was like, I'm going to do my own thing. Like I literally said, yeah, you are <laughs> like, as soon as he said that, because it's, like that he's a great character and we're rooting for him and we want to see more of him. So to have someone say, you know, he's the focus of this movie, even though there are literally, I saw something today of like 250 spider people. Like that's a lot. And that, that makes me a little bit nervous, you know, but this kind of, you know, anchors me down a little bit from, uh, from all of that and just goes like, no, it's, it's about miles. So I like that, that we're, really focusing on what worked from the first film. And that's miles as a character and a lot of other things too, but mostly him, uh, ease Baum, uh, from, uh, this week media, um, says as much as I wanted to love, okay, a lot of positive, but here comes the negative. As much as I wanted to love Spider-Man across the spider verse, it fails to come close to where the original is for me mainly due to the fact that it prioritizes fan service over a strong story. It truly feels like the first entry in a two-part story and gets predictable as it ends. Oh, no. <laughs> um, this, this one is a little like, oh, dang, because this is the kind of stuff, like what he's saying here is what I say a lot about a lot of movies <laughs> lately. And, uh, you know, it's just that it's predictable and, you know, like just going in on, on fan service and, and forgetting about the story and bringing in this character that people like and that character and introducing new things. Um, so this, this brings us down a little bit as far as just like, calm down. It's still a movie. It's not perfect, uh, perfection. So, uh, calm down a little bit, maybe, but he does say, you know, for me, for me. It doesn't come close to the original. So, you know, the first negative one. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Drew Taylor, who uh, I'm not sure where he's from. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is a stunning achievement. Yes, it's visually dazzling with expansive, expressive new realms. Gwen's world is my favorite, which to me says we're going to get a lot of time in other worlds, which is cool. Uh, I hope. I hope not too much as, you know, we want to see, you know, the Spider-Verse and everything, but like, uh, let's focus on Miles, but the movie's real superpower is its emotional depth and it's beautiful, melancholic tone, melancholic. Okay. So we're, we're getting real dark. We're, this movie is going to be dark. This, uh, I remember Jason Sudeikis saying something about the last season, not this season, but last season of Ted Lasso being the the Empire Strikes Back of the series. That's that's what I'm getting out of this, that it's going to be, you know, just a little bit darker. There's going to be some cliffhangers. There's going to be some emotional aspects to those cliffhangers. 
but you know, there's going to be another movie. Uh, but this melancholic tone, I love this movie so, so much. So another very positive one. And then Steve Weintraub uh, from Collider, Frosty, absolutely loves Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, wanted to push pause about a hundred times to study the incredible artistry on display. Cannot recommend this film enough and already looking forward to seeing it again next time in IMAX. So, so far, it seems like the vast majority love this movie and not just like they're okay with it, that it was serviceable. You know, sometimes you get that with a sequel. It's, it doesn't quite live up to the first one, but, you know, it's good enough, you know, to fit into this franchise. None of that here. There's one guy who's saying it didn't quite live up to the hype, but the vast majority are saying this movie is incredible. Uh, Andrew Salazar says, uh, Across the Spider-Verse is yet another milestone for animation. Yes, it's gorgeous and visually mind-blowing, but this sequel surpasses the first for always putting Miles and his family front and center all right all right all right uh i like to hear that 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 to me is uh well you know let's 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 go with the classic we cannot even begin to understand how brilliant that was it was real it was rough post 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 modern yeah i i like to hear that putting miles and his family front and center Spider-Gwen also rightfully steps deeper into the spotlight, co-owning the film. Yeah, I've seen quite a bit in he um, Heidi St Haley Steinfeld. Uh, she's been going around and doing a lot of press for the movie, which seems way more than what she was doing in the first one. So uh, I kind of got, and even from the trailer, there's some of the things that were said that it was going to be Miles and Gwen together. And that's kind of like how it was in the first movie, but... Maybe it was Peter B. Parker and Miles more than Gwen, but it seems like Gwen is like a huge focus in this one, and that's what Andrew is saying here. Uh, steps deeper into the spotlight, co-owning the film. And then last one here, uh, this is from uh, Mara Aiken. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is excellent. Every frame is beautiful and made me want to freeze time so I could look at it more. Plus, there are very funny surprises that I liked a lot. So, lots of positive feedback for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. People saying it's beautiful, and it's true. Like, I've got the, the 4K of Into the Spider-Verse, and I'm probably going to get the 4K of this because it is amazing just to look at. And it seems like people are saying it's not just that, though. It's cool looking, and but it's also a really good heartfelt story that's the sentiment that i get from uh these reactions and i i just couldn't be more excited i mean uh everyone's coming out pretty positive except for one person uh when the rotten tomatoes score goes on i love to see that stuff maybe you don't but i love to see you know the rotten tomatoes score and see what people are saying about movies uh well before i go and see them so I'm really looking forward to that part. I want to know what they're saying about this movie, but this gets me really excited. Let me know what you think down in the comments section. Does this get you more hyped? Could you be more hyped for this movie? Are you just, you know, that one person that's just like, I don't even, I don't care about Spider-Man. I'm more of a Batman guy. Batman. All right. Uh, let's, let's go over to a different story. Let's talk about, you know, some movement. A lot of people love Minecraft. 
My son is obsessed with Minecraft. All right. Uh, there are books about Minecraft. There's, of course, the games. There's toys now. You know, we were we were at Toys R Us because we still have Toys R Us here in Canada. Uh, we were at Toys R Us the other day, and there's Minecraft toys like everywhere, and it's it's so weird to me because it's like you mean Lego? No, not Lego. Toys, action figures, and kids love them. And Minecraft has been big for so long that there are so many people who love this entire. I don't know, universe of Minecraft with all the different things, all the different ways that you could purchase, you know, for, for Minecraft. Now there's a movie. There's a movie that's coming out. It was announced a while ago. Uh, I think the last bit of news that we got about this Minecraft movie was that Jason Momoa was going to star in this movie. And I think that was like maybe, maybe a year ago, maybe even longer than that. And we haven't had any news about this movie. Well, today we finally got a little bit more news. Uh, so this is coming to us from Empire. And it says, Minecraft adaptation adds Matt Berry. It feels more, uh, it feels like more than a year since we heard anything. Yep. About the long gestating movie based on the sprawling Minecraft game world. That's because it is more than a year. Okay. Since Jason Momoa agreed to star in it. Now, Stephen Toast himself, actor and comedian Matt Berry, is joining him for an undisclosed role. Napoleon Dynamite's Jared Hess is the director's chair, uh, is in the director's chair for this one, which is keeping its plot to a mystery for now. And then they basically just go on to describe what's in the game. So, Matt Berry, who you might remember, you know, just uh, let's make sure we have his we don't want a box what, what is up with your website okay uh let's go like that all right uh you might remember matt berry from uh the it crowd and and stuff like that he's been in a bunch of stuff and he's usually super enjoyable he, he's just a funny guy he always brings like a light-hearted tone to things uh, but there's also something, you know, he he is an actor. He can he can act as well. Uh, he was he was great in what we do in the shadows. Uh, but to add him into the Minecraft world, I think is a big win. And again, like I I maybe I knew it, and maybe it was in the back of my mind. It's not really in the announcement of Matt Berry being added to the Minecraft movie, but Jared Hess, which you know, as a as a guy growing up in the 2000s uh in high school when napoleon dynamite came out like it was the jam right like i can't i can't help it i'm i'm very much of my time i love napoleon dynamite bigger fan of nacho libre and for jared has to be at the helm of this thing maybe i knew that but i forgot about it mostly because they haven't been talking about it at all but to have matt barry being directed by you know the napoleon dynamite guy the the nacho libre guy jared hess that has me super excited and then to think about you know coming off of the performance uh of fast 10 you know with jason momoa uh being hilarious in that movie at least i think so i still need to do a spoiler soon talk about my love for that movie and i mean it i mean it okay i mean full-on love i love that movie it was so fun. Uh, I think Jason Momo was fantastic in it. So, yes, I'm excited for having uh, Matt Berry join him 
under the direction of Jared Hess to give us a Minecraft movie. Now, you know, I, I, at this point, we, we kind of gathered what they're doing about these things, you know, whether it's the Lego movie, whether it's Mario, whether it was Playmobil, remember they attempted to do it. I had to watch that movie way too many times uh, because my kids actually enjoyed it. Uh, but they've, they've done this a couple times now and we kind of get it. They're going to make it into a comedy. They're going to kind of just, you know, have probably a pretty vanilla, just plain kind of story. But if you have a little bit of that flair from a director, I think you can do a little bit more. And with Jared Hess, Jason Momoa, and now Matt Barry, I think he's on the right track to be something that isn't just, all right, yeah, it's a Minecraft movie. It's it, it, I don't think we're going to get anything close to like the Emoji movie is what I'm trying to say if you're adding this kind of talent. So this has me excited. First bit of news from this movie. So I guess that technically means it's a real movie and it's going to be coming out at some point. I don't know when. I think it's going to be still a couple years. I get asked probably every other week if, uh, you know, something came out about the Minecraft movie for my son. He knows that it's coming and he's just asking all the time. And so finally, I have something that I can go to him and say, hey, there's there's been a little bit of movie news about the Minecraft movie. So I know he'll be excited. Are you excited? That's my question. <laughs> Do you care? about a Minecraft movie or are you more just like I, I don't really play that game and so I'm not really interested that's always something like there's a lot of people who play Minecraft but you know are you going to alienate people by focusing so much on the brand but that's that's always my question so far it's been a resounding like doesn't matter like it's people like this stuff everyone likes Mario they all went to see Mario now something else that people like is the MCU <laughs> They love the MCU and those that love the MCU love to connect the dots and love to see how movies connect to other movies and, and continuing storylines. And, and we all stay except for that random guy. What's up with that random guy who just like, doesn't stay for the post credits, even on opening night. It's not like he already saw him and wants to get out, you know, and get in the car before traffic or whatever. Like he just gets up and he goes and he like, everyone else is staying don't you like look around and go like why is everyone else staying but there's always that guy who just doesn't care but the vast majority the vast majority of us care about like the post-credit scenes and uh mid-credit scenes and which character is being introduced and how does this one connect to the other movie all that kind of stuff we all enjoy that kind of stuff or everyone except for that one guy well one that got everyone's attention a couple months ago was Doctor Strange 2, The Multiverse of Madness. At the very end, you have Charlize Theron just pop up. Not not a casting that anyone really knew about. Uh, a big face. So for me, I was just like, what? Kind of took me out of it for a second. But so did the whole eye thing. You know, like it just like one minute he's screaming about it. The next minute he's like proud of it. I don't know. It was a weird mix. Uh, but Charlize Theron pops out of nowhere and is like, oh, we need... We need to go fix this and like slices a hole through a dimension and just goes. And so she's playing. Uh, I think the name is Clea. I didn't read a lot of Doctor Strange growing up. Uh, so she's she's showing up now. Uh, that was a couple months ago and we haven't had a decision. It hasn't been news about Doctor Strange three. There's been some rumors that they're trying to move forward with it even sooner than people thought. Uh, they thought maybe it would come after Secret Wars. 
but now it seems like they're trying to push it forward. At least that was the buzz a couple months ago. And there is just been silence. And now we finally have someone talking about Charlize Theron in the MCU. And it's Charlize Theron herself. So she was speaking with uh, MTV. And this is what she had to say. Plastic. What's the Marvel future? Do we know the plan? Do you know when you're popping up next? Uh, I don't. No, I haven't gotten a call. I, didn't know I have not gotten a call. Is that bad? Contact. Is that bad? Is that bad? No, I, I'm not lying. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. Uh, I haven't gotten a call. Okay. Is that a bad? Is that bad? Oh, you're fine. Okay. <laughs> awkward. <laughs> Anywho. We'll cut that. <laughs> no, that's what we're running. <laughs> uh, it's good to see you. It's place. really nice to see you. Always. Yes. Sorry, for real. Blast. All right. I'm grab this from you. No, I want to no. just. Just take it with me. No, don't. All right. So, like, you know, they're they're goofing off. It seems like they're friendly and all of that. But she hasn't gotten a call. She thought, you know, I'm in the MCU now. Like, uh, you know, I'm in the post credit scene for Multiverse of Madness. We're moving forward. She hasn't gotten a phone call from Marvel about, like, when she's coming back, if she's coming back. And to me, that makes me super nervous for the MCU, okay? There there has been a lot of talk, and the internet is filled with videos about Marvel sucks and Disney's ruining Marvel, and, you know, Kevin Feige is, you know, taking his hand off the wheel, too many projects, blah, 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 blah. You know, everything is burning down. There's all kinds of videos like that. I don't want to add to that, but... When Charlize Theron, who seemed, you know, she's a huge star and to have her come in and, and be in the post credit scene, it seems like she was going to have a, a big part, at least in the MCU through Dr. Strange three, presumably she didn't get a phone call. She didn't get a phone call. Like what, what are you doing? Marvel? Like what, how does she not know? What's next? It, it should be something of where she's just like, oh, I can't really talk about it right now. You know, like, oh, you know, the Marvel snipers, they're all over the place. You know, like that, that constant joke that these actors give. But like, I haven't been contacted. I don't know. That to me speaks of just nobody knows what's happening with Marvel. I think that, you know, this along with uh, the the writer for Avengers King Dynasty off of the project, you know, everything happening with Jonathan Majors. And then there was something that came out the other day about it was the the dailies from Quantumania that Kevin Feige and the team who are making the decisions that they looked at the dailies of Jonathan Majors and like, yes, this is what we need to do. We're going full in. On this, he is everything for the MCU moving forward. It's all about Kang. Like, that to me means that before that, before he gave a great performance, which I, you know, in fairness, he did. He did give a really solid performance in what I think is a pretty mediocre movie. But that being said, like, you didn't have a plan before that. You didn't have the plan. And now you have a star, Charlize Theron, that level, being like, Marvel hasn't even called me when she was in the post credit scene. This furthers my thoughts about no one knows what's happening. And I don't think any of these post credit scenes are going to matter. I really don't. I don't think that they're going to make a big difference uh, moving forward. 
you know, we had uh, the guy from Ted Lasso, Roy Kent, show up as Hercules in, in Thor Love and Thunder. I'm not ever expecting to see him back. I'm not expecting to see him. Maybe not expecting to see Charlize Theron. I think that there are going to be so many storylines in the MCU that are just dropped. And we're going to be left wondering, like, what, what's up with that? Are they coming back? You know, it's going to be like the Red Skull thing all over again of like, wh- where'd he go? Is he going to come back at some point? And then maybe, maybe in like six years, they'll bring him back and be like, oh, yeah, we had a plan. We had a long term plan for that the whole time. It's like, no, you didn't. You didn't know what you were doing and you, and, you, and you figured it out. And I hope that they do figure it out. I really want them to. But this has me extremely nervous that there's there's not a lot of direction right now at the MCU. And they're trying uh, at, at Marvel Studios. And they're trying to figure stuff out. They're trying to get, you know, that course set. And I'm sure once they set it, they'll be able to, you know, they've shown. They have a good track record of being able to follow that course up till the last few movies. Well, it's actually quite a few movies now, but I think that they'll be able to to correct uh, that course. But right now, with stuff like this, kind of shows like there's there's not you know a a real solid direction yet on where the MCU is going. Yes, Secret Wars is coming, and that might be like a full on reboot, but I don't think that they have really a plan for how these these individual movies were meant to be and to follow through with that bigger plan. I don't think there is a bigger plan. I don't, I don't think there is one. And that makes me super nervous. Let me know what you think down in the comments section. Uh, I would appreciate your thoughts. All right, let's, let's hop into our last story. Last one. Okay. Uh, and this is interesting. The question that um, we're going to ask because let me, let me uh, rewind that back. So our last story is Kathleen Kennedy. She was on a podcast, Dagobah Dispatch. This is from uh, Entertainment Weekly. And she had a little bit of, uh, you know, an interview in there, just a couple minutes toward the end. But in those couple minutes, she said a couple things that I thought was super interesting. So we're going to start off with a little bit of Star Wars, and then we're going to get into some indie news. And I find it interesting that she she said these things. So let's... Let's take a look at what, or a listen uh, to what Kathleen Kennedy, the head of Lucasfilm, had to say about this upcoming Ray movie. The question that we're going to ask with New Jedi Order and with Ray is, does the galaxy need them anymore? Do they want them back? So there's there's a lot of food for thought in what we're doing, whether it's in the past, present, or future. In this Ray film, obviously, there's a lot of other characters out there that we last saw in Rise of Skywalker. Might some of those be popping up? Could uh, be. <laughs> <laughs> Entirely possible to see some people come back. Let me ask you a weird question, but it's one I think about. What about the crawl, Kathy? Mm-hmm. What about the crawl? We haven't seen the crawl in a while. That was for those nine, those nine Skywalker saga movies. She's a Skywalker. Is the crawl coming back for the Ray film? Crawl's coming back. Yes. Crawl's coming back. Just for the Ray film? No. Crawl, crawl, crawl is for movies. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's let's stop there for a second. So she just said a lot. All right, she basically gave us like the direction for these the this Ray movie, and possibly I'm assuming that that's like another trilogy 
maybe they're not going to call it like the Skywalker saga or part of that, but I'm assuming that there's probably a plan for more than just one movie with Ray. But that first one initially dealing with the universe and whether the universe thinks the galaxy that they think that they need Jedi anymore. Do they need the Jedi order? Are they self-sufficient or do they need the Jedis or are they just expecting that the Jedi order will corrupt once again or uh, become so uh, arrogant that there's something else that happens to me. That's interesting uh, to, to think about the galaxy. And, you know, we, there were defenders, essentially knights in shining armor, literally with the sword, right? Um, like they, they were the defenders of the galaxy until they weren't. And a lot of people obviously were tricked into thinking that they betrayed the entire galaxy. So for Ray to come and like, yes, uh, you know, we saw that a lot of people came to Exegol and had their battle and all that. There's more of us, Poe. There's more of us, you know, like that, that thing. Like there was a lot of people, but I would expect there to be a lot of conflict with the idea of having the Jedi Order reestablished. So that to me is an interesting place to start. Uh, this this new Jedi Order movie based off of Rey. And then also, you know, we're going to have some characters back. Uh, like, she was, she was giggling and, you know, trying to be all, like, political about it. But I think it's pretty clear from her tone of voice and everything that there are going to be people who come back. Now, whether that's John Boyega is, you know, we're going to have to wait and find out. I want it to be John Boyega. I think Finn's story was not complete. And he was kind of abandoned. Uh, so I want to see him back. I want to see him be a Jedi. I want to see him be maybe Ray's right-hand man. I really don't want a, you know, a romantic relationship. I really love that they were friends. But I want him to be a Jedi. I want him to wield that lightsaber. I want him to be awesome. And so I'm hoping that you know when she's giggling about you know people coming back, I hope that at the forefront of her mind, was John Boyega. And if we get, you know, Poe Dameron back or, you know, in some capacity or, you know, Chewbacca, I think Chewbacca is pretty much a necessity at this point to have with Ray. Um, but you know, I want to see all that. I want to see that. So that's cool that Kathleen Kennedy was opening up about that. Also with the crawls, the crawls are coming back. That's huge. Uh, because even in the movies recently, you know, with, uh, Rogue One, we didn't get it. And uh, with Solo, we didn't get it. So for her to say, like, this is a movie thing. You know, we're not going to do with Andor. We're not going to do with Mandalorian. But when it comes to the movies, the crawl is part of the Star Wars movie experience. I like that. Like, I've missed that. I want it in all of the movies. You know, even for me, I'm more of like, hey, throw it in everything. You know, like, I don't need that before every Mandalorian episode. But maybe, you know, the, the season premiere you know, have, have it be a part of it. I'd be down with that, but you know, if she wants to just save it for the movies, it's fine. As long as we get more of them, I want more crawls. I want to know, you know, what's happening in the universe. Like people forget how informative those crawls are to tell you exactly what's happening in the broader star Wars galaxy, because a lot of star Wars is just kind of like chase sequences and getting from one planet to the next and everything is fast. You know, some of these movies, you're like, how long is this thing of like days that it takes to cover the story? And it's only a few days. So we only get really glimpses uh, except for 
like uh, the prequels. The prequels actually gave us a, a larger amount of time uh, in the universe. So we got to have a feel of what, you know, was actually like the laws of the galaxy and what's happening. And I dig that those aspects of the prequels. But the crawls are so informative to help you know what's happening in the galaxy, what people are feeling, how people are fighting back against the Empire, against the uh, the um, uh, First Order, you know, all the, all that kind of stuff. So for those to be back in every Star Wars movie, I think is a huge win for Star Wars fans because we get to know more about what's happening, not just with specific characters, but in the broader galaxy. And that that context is always really fun for me. So I'm very excited to have the Star Wars crawls back in the Star Wars movies. But that's not all that Kathleen Kennedy had to say. All right, she had she had something else up her sleeve. Let's let's take a listen. You have a new indie movie coming out. Yeah. Uh, obviously, um, this is a franchise folks are still super excited about. So, how do you look at the future of the indie franchise if this is indeed going to be Harrison's last entry in it? It's Harrison's last entry. <laughs> That's how we look at the indie franchise. I mean, truthfully, right now, um, if we were to do anything. It might be in series television down the road, but we're not doing anything to replace Indiana Jones. This is it. It's five movies that Harrison Ford did. And Harrison is so specific and so unique to creating this role. Um, we just, Stephen agrees, we, we just wouldn't do that. All right. Th those are huge words. Now, a lot of people are taking that and saying that Kathleen Kennedy is saying that you know, the franchise will go on. That's actually how I came across this news. That's the way that they're interpreting those words, that the franchise will go on. It just won't be Indiana Jones. And I think that, that that's that's an aspect of it. And I'm sure down the road that might be something. But for now, I felt like this was actually more the opposite of that, that Kathleen Kennedy was saying, you know, Indiana Jones is Harrison Ford and Harrison Ford is done after this movie. Like, this is it. And, uh, you know, we're not going to throw his face on anybody. <laughs> we're not going to throw his voice over the top of someone else's. This is, this is his, his, you know, swan song. This is, this is him riding off. I kind of actually, I just had that thought. Wouldn't it be cool? <laughs> like a little, a little goofy maybe, but wouldn't it be cool for Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones to just ride off into the sunset, like on another adventure. And that's, that's the last time that we see him. I would dig that as an ending. Um, but this, that's basically what this movie is. And I got that they aren't wanting to mess around with that. They have respect for this franchise. And I so appreciate that from, you know, the head of Lucasfilm, one of the bigger movie production companies, you know, owned by Disney. Uh, you know, they, if they were wanting, you know, Buku bucks, they could they could get that money out of Indiana Jones and ruin the franchise. And you know, like there's there's debate whether they've already done that or not. But for me, I think that there were attempts to make good films and maybe maybe an epic collapse at one point. Hopefully, we're going to recover from that. But uh, I think that this is actually a step in the right direction for companies of just being able to let a character exist, let him let him be great. And let the actor just be done with it and move on. And, you know, maybe at some point they'll have, like she was saying, maybe some TV stuff. They'll, they'll start there and maybe build up and maybe they can have, you know, some other form of the adventure 
style in the vein of Indiana Jones, but the character himself is done. Now, will that always be the case? Probably not. But for now, with Harrison Ford being alive still, maybe maybe at some point when he's maybe when he's 96, they'll come out and be like, we're going to do another one. But I love that we're not getting something like, oh, yeah, we got a young Indiana Jones with Chris Pratt. Remember when everybody wanted that? Like, no, thank you. And I appreciate that Kathleen Kennedy has enough respect for Indiana Jones and for Harrison Ford. Just let this one be the last one. And maybe they'll do some TV stuff down the road and it'll be, you know, maybe it's Phoebe Waller-Bridger or whatever her name is. Um, You know, we'll have her carry on into some franchise, some TV thing. That's cool. We could do that later. Um, But for now, let's just like celebrate Indiana Jones as a character and Harrison Ford as an actor and appreciate some of the amazing moments in cinema that he's given us. And this character has given us and all the joy and maybe just maybe have one last good one, please, please let it be good. I just, I, I just need it. To, like I feel, <laughs> I feel kind of like uh, Batman and uh, the mask of the phantasm. <laughs> like <laughs> I just want it to be happy. <laughs> like, please let this work. I just let, let it be. Okay. Let it be okay. That I'm happy. Um, but, all right that's it that's the show today i appreciate you guys hanging out with me uh you know talking about this movie news let me know what you think about you know the stuff with kathleen kennedy with indiana jones with the crawl with you know everything from before talking about the spider-verse let me know all your thoughts that's that's the point of this what i'm trying to build here is a film community where we can hang out and talk about this movie news live and actually have some dialogue back and forth so that requires you know some time. We're going to build that over time. Uh, Consistency helps with that. But that means, you know, hopping down into the comments section, letting me know your thoughts, hopping into the chat uh, and interacting, all that kind of stuff. Hit the like button, maybe on your way out YouTube. Eventually we'll have another video over here that they'll want you to maybe check out. And hey, maybe it's good. Maybe it's exactly what you're looking for. And I will see you tomorrow. I'll see you in the next one.